Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The End Credits, the podcast where two brothers discuss their thoughts on a film of their choosing. I'm Dominic. I'm Jonathan. And today we are talking about Jackie Chan's Hong Kong action film, Police Story 2. And good news, this uh, sequel is good. You actually think so? I actually think it was like a step down from the first one. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought so. I felt that way at first. But um, I think as we went further into it, I started liking it. I, I, I started liking it too. I like... I think there was some unique uh, things within the film, like just regarding, again, like stunt work and cinematography and like certain uh, cuts, you know, like why they would do certain things. But I think like as as simple as the other one was for like a story revolving around like cops, I think this one took like a step down in that uh, realm, I guess. And that's what I think was missing from this film in comparison. Personally, I thought that the other one was very, um, like it was very stunt heavy. Um, and this one felt a little bit more story oriented, but we'll get into that a little bit after uh, we get through some details. Okay. The Hong Kong action film Police Story 2 was directed by Jackie Chan with a release date of August 20th, 1988. Had a runtime of 122 minutes and it stars Jackie Chan, Maggie Chung, Bill Tung, and Lam Kok Hung. Hong Kong super cop must stop a group of blackmailing bombers while the villains of police story are out for revenge. Yeah, so like I was saying, I think that the first film was definitely more stunt, like stunt heavy. And I felt like that the first film was... um, it was almost like really like focused on that. Like I felt like the story was kind of revolved around the stunt work a lot. And in, I in one, yeah, in the first film. And I liked how in the second one, we still had some pretty elaborate stunts, but I liked how it kind of focused a little bit more on like it, it kind of focused more on the story and not only the story and not only Jackie Chan's character Kakui, but like now it was Kakui and others, and I liked that. And the reason being is because I liked how um, it felt distinct and we could differentiate it from the first film. Because my thought process going into this movie was, how is this one going to be different from the first film? And I think they could have definitely pulled off another, you know, police story, you know. And they could have repeated the same, like, elaborate dangerous stunts. And then another like crazy story where Kakui has to go and, you know, do it all. And it's a one man show. And I liked how we didn't do that. It was def- it was different. And um, I think it did it well. Uh, I kind of argue that it 
ended up the same way in the end and i don't think the differences like amounted to anything really i like i think we in this film we got to explore different areas of the characters that we saw in the previous film right but i think other than that it's like um i don't want to say like unnecessary but like i don't think i was engaged as much it could just be because oh there wasn't a lot of like uh as much of stunt work but like or action sequences but i don't know i I don't i don't think i don't think the downtime really played well in comparison to the two because like uh just story-wise just story-wise i'm saying that i think i was more engaged to or could follow along with um a cop trying to get this bad guy who's basically untouchable because of corruption right Mm mm-hmm and that's, I believe, the the villain is probably the main uh, thing what made two better than one, in my opinion, because of Chun Tao and how his whole stuff was in the first one. Sure, he we get a little bit of him in this one, but I think it was unnecessary. And I don't think the bombers were as well-rounded as he was. Just because, like, again, I think it has to deal with, like... Um, the corruption deal and how he has a bunch of money so he can get out of situations. Sure. And he was basically untouchable. He didn't go into many fights himself. Right. He had his, like, uh, henchmen basically do it for him. So he felt like on some way, like, on another level where he was using the law to get uh, his way, basically. Mm. While as this bombers, they tried, like, the mystery route with them. So, like, you didn't really know who the villain was or what their purpose, you know, was, uh, like... We were basically trying to learn, you know, what their motivations were and what why they did, you know, bombed all these places. Right. But I would say that the four, those four people that were there, like I don't think they even were one Chun Tao. You know, like it didn't. They like I didn't feel anything really from them. They're like no name faces basically to me. They're just oh we want money, but like they didn't have anything else besides that. You know. Oh okay. And so I think. It was kind of like empty in in that perspective where like we already had, you know, Jackie Chan's character, Kakui. He was already built, but we didn't have anybody to like really go against anymore. So it's kind of like it kind of fell flat, like in that like police story uh, story. But if we want to say like, um, you know, him building his more relationship with like May and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that was definitely better in this one. But like uh, other than that, like. And his also his relationship with uh, uh, like his uh, his bosses, right? That yeah. was even more explored here, and I think that this one did it better technically. But other than that, I think the main police story, you know, good guy versus villain, was lost here. I think I will agree. I think police story, the first film, I think it did. Yeah, I think it did feel a little bit more engaging, and I I don't know if it was because maybe like they. The action sequences were more like back to back and um, maybe it was just like more interesting to see Jackie a lot of the time because I felt like uh, in the second film, like I was saying, it's more about Kakui and his team now and we're seeing like them working together, but it was really the team kind of going after the bombers, mm-hmm. the the villain in this film and um so I think that it kind of like it gave a different pace and it felt a little bit slower, 
But I, I also felt like it felt a little bit smarter as well because we did that. Because it felt like we didn't need, in my opinion, to make it as fast as the first one. But um, I do agree that we did lose a little bit of something when we did lose a definitive villain because it kind of felt like we had a, these three or four different people and we didn't really know their motive, like you said, just besides money. And um, uh, I think it still kept it simple, though, because we didn't really need to think too hard about the the villains and the purpose because obviously they wanted all this money. They wanted to do something with it. We can get that point across pretty easily, right? Um, but for me, I liked how things did become a little bit slower. Uh, I, I almost feel like the comedy played better in this film than it did in the first one, in my opinion. I liked it more in this one. Um, and I really love the addition of the other people working with Kakwi. I really loved that. I thought that was smart. I was really into the whole the whole time when they were like his uh, his team members were going after and trying to discover who the bomber was and who the threat was. Um, I love how everyone was kind of like undercover and they were going in in secret to discover who this guy was. And it was so entertaining watching, but also just like really like just seeing how they were doing their jobs together and working with each other was really awesome in my opinion. It was a really nice like this uh, nice suspense and tense buildup that we were just like, Oh, hopefully no one gets caught and hopefully they're going to stay undercover and their cover won't be blown. And eventually it does, but it was really fun to go along with that ride. And then, uh, Kakwi is at the helm of it all. Yeah, I agree. Well, first I agree with the, the whole comedy, uh, bits. Like it was definitely better here. I think like, uh, it was more perfected or thought out through and, uh, there was like specific moments where like, oh man, that's so good. Like, so at one point, you know, they fail on their mission, right? Yeah. And uh, each higher up needs to say something to their boss, right? So like J- Jackie or Kakwi says to, you know, his uh, Uncle Bill, it's like, oh, this whole line, this whole phrase, like get out of it, right? Yeah. And Uncle Bill's like, oh man, what am I going to say to uh, Raymond or whatnot? And Which is his boss. Yeah, his boss, yeah. And then he says the exact same line. I was like, oh, that's just hilarious. You know, it adds this like uh, uh, addition that the audience knew what happened here, but, you know, we didn't really need to talk about it. Yes. And then Raymond has to go to his uh, superiors, his bosses, and say the exact same line. And it just, it, it was another step and it added like this whole comedy bit that was like, oh, it was perfect, right? Right. Uh, so, yeah, I agree. Like comedy wise, I think uh, this film had better. Uh, a thought out process and it flowed a little bit more nicer. Yeah. And I do agree with like uh certain scenarios where they get to explore the team of Jackie's or uh, Kakwi's and uh especially like we have some certain scenes, you know, where they had to uh follow a guy, right? Throughout yeah. throughout the, the city. And that was pretty interesting just how to see, you know, what they did and uh how they, you know, built that up. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess they did build like certain names with like uh, the officer who eventually got taken down by one of the bombers. Uh, you know, you fell for other characters when, when they got in danger, especially May in, in this one. Oh right, yeah, um, yeah. But like again, I think in the the whole like classic good guy versus villain, uh, I think the bombers left me wanting more. It wasn't enough really, hmm. and. 
besides that, like I think uh, those areas exploring the teams were fine. It's just I think they added this mystery element where we didn't really have a set goal where we're following, you know? Like, okay, we were basically looking for these mystery people, right? But I don't think they delivered in that, like, mystery aspect. So that's why I feel like in that scenario, I thought this was a step down. But I can't agree that, like, certain things, like, you know, we got uh, different comedy bits. We got to explore how uh, Kakui worked with the team. We got to explore his uh, emotional side with May. And uh, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But like good guy versus villain, I think it was missing. Yeah, totally. And I'm not even, I'm almost not even sure if like the police story to story was actually supposed to be about this, you know, single hero versus the single villain. And like, essentially, I guess it is, but I felt like it became more of a, it's more of like a team effort in this film you know Mm -hmm. that's what it focuses more on or at least that's how i interpreted it what i also like um what i felt like that this film did that the first film attempted to do and i think it did well but i felt like it wasn't as hmm, maybe like as cohesive because it kind of was just there in terms of uh locations i felt like there was iconic locations in the first film this is true right but uh, the second film, I felt like it utilized it even more and even better. Or I'm not, I'm not sure if I would say better, but even more. And it was really well done, in my opinion. And for, for example, uh, the playground that they that they fought in, there was like an action sequence uh, that they were they were fighting in, Cockwee uh, and uh, John Co. And I loved like the utilization of the locations. I felt like. Um, I felt like they were just unique. That it is something that you don't see in, in a typical action, in a west a typical Western action film, you know. Mm-hmm. I, and I love seeing that unique locations in an action film from Jackie Chan. Uh, my question, when it comes to like just location use, is it the actual location that's just not utilized? Like, what does this location add to the film? Why choose a playground? Well. I would say, look, uh, I don't know if it really does a whole lot to the story. I, w- I will admit that. I don't think it does a lot to the story. But in terms of a unique location for an action sequence, I thought that was good. And, and because just the way that they utilize like the uh, like the playground, like it's such an ordinary place that you, uh, you know, you, you're going to come across like every day. Right. And you don't think that like this whole crazy fight scene is going to take place there. And, uh, it almost, it was almost like, uh, when Jackie Chan was scouting locations, he was like, Oh, a playground. Let's use that somehow. Like they use the monkey bars. They use like the, the swing sets, like the actual, like, uh, play playground play set. They use that as well. The slides. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like you just don't see that from a typical, um, western action film so i liked what it brought to what an action sequence can be because like it can almost be like anywhere and as long as you get creative enough and i felt like jack chan was creative enough in this that uh you were able to pull off this awesome action sequence in a playground out of all places yeah and uh it probably worked for that scenario with uh, john co i would say though with like the whole john co and chung tao stuff 
maybe the playground was like uh, a symbolism for like it was uh, like uh, silly, you know, maybe like a uh, uh, childish aspect to his character because John Ko we see more of than Chun Tao. Right. And like his his whole things like uh, kind of like a red herring where it's yeah. we think he could be the villain, but he's not really the villain in this one. And they, they don't really have like this uh, ultimate like showdown besides like this playground sequence really and uh i would say though that like i didn't really like this whole aspect at least i didn't think it was done well to you know have him i don't think he was believable enough maybe it's because what we see we saw those sequences with john co you know constantly getting beat up that i didn't believe he was going to be you know the overarching villain but it seemed as if they wanted you to at least think that at some point, right? Especially with Kakui going over to Chuntao's uh, house, you know, and basically uh, uh, finding where uh, Mei is because she was uh, kidnapped, right? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I was like, in that aspect, I don't know if it was, you know, really... I, I didn't believe it, you know? And uh, I guess in my mind, I would have liked if they had, like, this other side where, like, uh, Jun Tao like helped him in some ways, you know. I would actually like uh, really prefer that. I'm a really like, uh, I really like the idea of, you know, we have a showdown in the first bouts, you know, with uh, your good guy and villain, you know, and then the villain loses, mm-hmm. and then the second one, you know, we have some sort of like uh, other villain come in, you know, who could be a little bit like harder to uh, understand or whatnot, and that like enforces the good guy to get seek help from the uh, original bad guy i like those type of like aspects and those scenarios because that's like interesting to me like uh only because like it, it's this like unity that you you thought i'd never see right and it's kind of like a, a good fulfilling thing because you I feel like you 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 give some sort of emotion to the original quote unquote people. Sure. And I would have loved to see Chun Tao in that role. Okay. But in this one, he's more of like the red herring where we think he could be out for revenge, but it's not, it's these other, uh, mystery bombers who just want money and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I understand. It's interesting because when John Co was introduced or reintroduced, I should say in, in police story two, I, uh, I never really fully believed that he was going to be like this overarching villain of Kakui in the second film. Mm -hmm. I always kind of just had my doubts. And I think it's just because of the kind of character John Ko is. Like you said, that he's this childish, not the kind of character you would take seriously, you Mm -hmm. know? And even he mentions that he basically takes all of his orders from Chu Tao anyway. And he's always like saying that, uh, you know, Chu Tao told me to do this. He was he was the one who gave me the orders. Yeah, like it wasn't my fault. He's always the guy who's like, uh, I'm gonna blame someone else because it wasn't me who did it. Yeah, yeah. And um, but like, yeah, I would say that that I didn't even. I almost kind of considered him more of a nuisance than an, uh, you know, the overarching right. villain. Like, I don't think it's interesting because I almost kind of didn't even catch on to like the film was trying to say. Or trying to trick you into believing that, oh, he's going to be the villain in this film. And he's kind of the secondary person who Chu was sent out to get revenge. But, um, I, I, yeah, I suppose I considered him more of, of a nuisance. Um, but still still a good character. Um, I just think that, though, it wasn't really, like, 
I guess a necessary thing. I, I was yeah. like, it was like a test try. I think right. you know, because I don't know if I really believe though. You know that because I, I I assume, uh, you know he Jackie wanted you to buy into that fact. Probably. I don't think I, I bought in you know as much. So like it wasn't really. It felt unnecessary to me to have the to even like go back mm-hmm. to the original police story to have those characters in. In my opinion, yeah, just yeah. because the bombers you know, just were on like another lane, you know. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, besides that, like, uh, uh, this film, you know, does explore the whole, like, May sequences, and they have, like, a, a lot better job in, like, uh, I guess exploring those scenarios, both with comedy and both with, like, seriousness. Yeah. Uh, and she does play a bigger role in this than in the other one, because in the other one, is basically the secretary, really, that played more of that, that role right. than in this one. But, uh I think you felt something, especially by like the end when you know uh, uh, they're both captured by these bombers or whatnot, and uh, he basically has to like. Here's where uh, just going on another uh, road where they kind of like went in the same scenario where the first one is, where I kind of like say, um, did they really want to explore this team building aspect? Because so you know they build this relationship with Kakui and May, and they both get captured. And uh, basically, Kakui has to do some do the uh, bombs uh, evil plan. You know, make, basically make it work where he has to get the money that they're blackmailing this big organization for, right? Yeah. And uh, basically, it ends up to where uh, he has to do this final showdown with the villains by himself in order to save May. Because if he gets anybody else involved, uh, they are going to kill her, right? Yeah. And uh, that's where I was like, okay, so we basically ended up in the same scenario where we did the first one where like, okay, he has gone, he has to go out of the bounds of the law in order to capture Chun Tu or else, or Chun Tao, or else uh, the cops are just not going to be on his side, right? Right. Because uh, he was framed in the original one. So he's alone, uh, the lone wolf again. And in this one, he was the lone wolf again, basically, uh, by the end of the, the, the film. And uh, that's where I'm kind of like, okay, so they had this whole team aspect. They're trying to build this whole team aspect, but then they go back to the original uh, formula that, you know, he's solo again, which I think it worked for the scenario because it was intense with, uh, it built this whole relationship with May. I'm not, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But like, it makes me question like, uh, then why not build like a better villain for this whole aspect if we're going to go to this scenario anyway, you know? Oh, okay. I see. I felt like, um, See, for me, I almost felt like the underlying thing was that we wanted to see Kakui's character solo again. So I felt okay, like... Okay, that's true. That's how I got... I, like, that's what I got out of it because we see him working with the team and now we have to have and spend a little bit of time seeing him as a solo act again. So basically that break... not It wasn't like an actual breakup, right? But like a breakup with the, the team and him when he was under the pressure to go and uh, collect the money for the bombers when he went inside the building. Mm. And it was kind of like that uh, that moment for uh, Kakui's character to say, literally, you know, get away from me because I have right. a bomb strapped to my chest. Right. And he was telling that to his team members. And that's that moment, you know, when he, we get to see him solo once again. And for me, it was kind of like, Oh, okay. Yes, we are returning to that our first um, police story formula, but I felt like it was something that it isn't necessarily broken, and it's it, it does work still. And it was 
entertaining to uh, follow that story. And uh, I guess, uh, yeah, go back to that, that, um, that form of the storytelling. Um, yeah. And uh, may definitely p- played a much bigger role with uh, especially like with the solo thing, but see, I felt like that's, what's a little bit different. And you said that too, that may is that like reason in this film. And, before she kind of just felt like she was on the sidelines and I actually remember yeah. you saying in the first film uh when we were watching it you were like oh, I'm kind of surprised they don't go after May like you were saying like I'm surprised that they don't really like do anything with her yeah yeah she just she seemed to be like the butt of the joke in the first one yeah and this one she actually got like a, a you know a real serious part in it and, yeah you know you're glad to see that right yeah and also just be like well like yeah, like glad, but also kind of like scared the same way for her character because you're like, oh man. Yeah, she was put into some tough scenarios. Oh yeah, definitely. It was just like you didn't want to have to watch that, you know. Uh-huh. Um, along with along with uh, that, there was also things that I felt like there was also other unique things about this one that I felt like the first one, you know, just didn't do. Um, like just with other characters, like character characters. I thought it was really unique that they had a uh, like a, a deaf slash mute character in this in this film. That was kind of interesting to have as like one of the villains. It almost felt James Bond esque. I was gonna say uh, it's James Bond. Like I it felt that. like one of those like unique like villains with uh, you know like Goldfinger uh, or like Odd Job yeah. who doesn't speak. Um, yeah, just like those like unique like James Bond esque villains, and I felt like they were, he was kind of like inspired by that probably, mm-hmm. and bringing his own kind of like odd job character to uh, Police Story Two, and it was just like it was different because like he was into the whole explosive stuff, but he was also into like RC cars, and that was kind of like interesting because that's what like it was like exploding RC vehicles, and I was like, okay, that's kind of interesting, and again. That's just something that you don't see from a Western action film. And I was like, okay, that's like pretty interesting. But not only were those like those uh, unique things of or like those unique traits of the character there. And it felt a little bit like a little strange, but it was kind of uh, almost like supported because he could actually fight too and fight that's very true. well. Yeah. Very well, yeah. It's 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 just like you know, like an odd job or like a Jaws, right? Yeah, you know they're 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 very threatening, you know. Yeah. But in this one, you know, he seemed, I guess, like originally, you know, when they captured him, they're like, okay, he's non-threatening, or they treated him as like non-threatening, right? But then once they found out, like he could do all this stuff, you know, he was a you know serious threat, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that like that was like added some d- dimension to the the whole uh, villain side, maybe. But yeah, uh, again, I, I just I just think that maybe his other companions just wasn't enough in comparison, you know. Hmm. Like, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's not. A, I, I miss Chantal, you know. I yeah. was like, come on. Um, not only like with the character, but I also felt like um, Police Story Two utilized more technology as well, which was interesting and it was cool to see. Yeah, with like uh, like uh, like their tracking devices, yeah. even like with the bomb, for example, their little like uh um um microphones that they were going to use in order to tap into the uh the one business corporations mm-hmm. like a uh, meeting room yeah even like the aesthetic felt a little bit more uh technology-esque like even with that meeting room and yeah i just felt like that you were they actually utilized a lot more 
technology and police story too that kind of made it almost a little sci-fi-esque, which was kind of interesting. And I was like, oh, okay, I don't remember seeing much of this in the first film. Yeah, especially like uh, just the amount of explosives that had to be used throughout the the whole time because... You know, there's exploding everything basically at this at this thing. It's like, man, that's got to be expensive to the budget, I assume, right? Yeah, explosions left and right. Right. Uh, I was gonna say though, like I I do like certain scenarios in in this, like the whole the whole bombing aspect is is interesting. It's interesting because uh, you know it starts off like as a bomb threat in the mall, you know. Oh, and right. I think that was interesting because like we didn't really know if it was real because the the, the cops were treating it as like a could hoax. This, yeah, a hoax. Could this be fake? Could this not be real? And I guess just it took so long until like eventually it did they we even got like a tease, you know? That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Where a kid throws a ball yeah into the the whole into the mall and then uh jackie has to go get it and it like slows down and this whole slow down thing is like okay you're expecting something big to happen occur right right? well then it doesn't it's like okay that's that's cool right it uh and then you know eventually it does explode like after no one's heard or anything right right and uh yeah i think it was it was an interesting factor like at first i think it was interesting because we didn't really know what was going on. And there was, again, some sort of mystery to figuring out who, you know, the big bad guy was. Right. But, yeah, I, I just think this thing once it got to the payoff, maybe, I don't think it was as, you know, great as it could have been. There was other scenes where, like... Um, well, before you go on to that scene, I just want to say that I felt like what was interesting about that scene in particular was that I felt like the first film never gave us a chance to build that moment of suspension like it did in that, that moment when the kid threw the ball and Cockley went to go, uh, he went after it and we had that slow motion bit where you said that like you expected something to get like something big to happen. And I felt like the first film, it was too fast in order to provide a moment like that. In my opinion, I felt like that's why it felt, it felt so different when that mm-hmm. moment, when that scene happened and, Yes, there was moments there was a moments of suspense and intensity in the first film, but we never really had a moment like that one where it felt like time was slowing down and we could really feel that anticipation. Yeah, especially with like uh, like nothing, no information. Really. Right. Yeah, sure. Especially that uh, early on too as well. Exactly, yeah. Um yeah, also like uh going to like another another scene where like we just talked about the corporation where they had a bug the place yeah. that was pretty interesting just to oh, see yeah. how he did it and everything like that. Like we we had certain scenarios just like like those. Well, like again, um, I just find myself like I think it's a step down. I think in comparison to like maybe it's because uh, yeah, I think it has to be like the simplicity of the first one where it's like I think it's everything I want out of a, a police story, you know. Yeah. And in this one, like uh, I would take bits and pieces of it. Like especially like uh, the May connection, that's uh, uh, awesome in this film. I think uh, the whole mystery of the bomber that can be really interesting. You know, um, I think that his whole side with his uh, bosses is really cool too. You know, we got to see in depth and like also just seeing him in the beginning in, in Police Story Two, seeing him in the beginning get demoted, hmm. and how these like intercuts to like uh, to show his past and now his present, like those just, those are interesting and really uh, basically overlooked pieces. But like, I, I just think uh, out of a police story for me, it's more like 
a good versus bad, you know, and they both ends need to really play their parts and, and uh, basically be a threatening to each other. And you, to a certain, like, obviously the, the bomb people were threatening to him, right? Sure. It's yeah. just uh, maybe, maybe it has to be maybe likability too, you know, like uh, I just think they just weren't as likable or as like they got away super easily. Right. Like I didn't feel a moment like in the first one, you know, when uh, Chuntao escaped from uh, the the whole uh, uh, court case, right? Oh, right. It's like I was like, oh yeah, you get away, you know, right? Because he he played this all nicely, right? <laughs> yes, it was it was uh, smart. But I don't think these people have ever had that sort of moment with me. It's more like okay, I know they're bad, but we add a dimension to that badness, you know. We never really got a chance to understand why. Like yeah. they just wanted this money. They were bombing these people, and they were threatening for the, that money. Mm-hmm. And clearly, the difference between the two films is simply the fact of we we uh, didn't have uh, we didn't have as much screen time with our villain mm-hmm. as we did in the first film. With Chu Tao, like we got to really know the villain, understand the villain, villain, and we didn't really get that in the second film because, like we were, like we're saying, it was a mystery. It's more of a mystery, mm-hmm. and. But see, I like again. I think it's smart that they chose, or that Jackie chose to do this because if it were to turn out just like the first film, it would have just been the first film again. So I think it's smart that we needed to do. He needed to do something different, and I think it was a good idea that he went this route. I actually like. Uh, I disagree with like the whole notion of we have to do different just because it doesn't want to be the first one. Like I understand like the whole idea. But, like, um, I think we can change bits or, like, add on to it without completely... Like, ripping off the first one? Uh, yeah, I guess. It's more like... I don't think we have to go in, like, a complete other direction, you know? I think we can uh, explore certain scenarios and keep on with that mm-hmm. uh, without having to uh, completely, you know, either rip off or, like, completely go off in the other direction. Um yeah, I guess for for me, I want to always like the first one over the second one. Yeah, me too. But uh, like, even what was interesting too with the the second one, like, uh, there was a lot more scenes that were like inspired or were taken from like other movies. So like, I'm gonna talk into like Rush Hour, right? And Rush Hour is like another one of uh, Jackie Chan's films, like happened in the '90s. It started in the '90s, '98, and then went into like 2000s, mm-hmm. and. Uh, they took aspects from Police Story 2 for the Rush Hour in, like, every single movie. Right, I yeah, think. Yeah. In every single Rush Hour movie, it was, like, taking, a, a, like, an aspect for, from Rush Hour. Like, I remember, like, the whole bombing uh, scenario. Right. It's, that's in Rush Hour yeah, 2. No, that's in Rush Hour 1 as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's the whole, because uh, they had a guy buy dynamite in Rush Hour 1. The whole uh, bombing places... Is in Rush Hour two. Two. That's what I was thinking of. And then like certain scenes, like uh, the whole the famous uh, him going, uh, Jackie going from a, a wall on top of a, a car, you know, flying at him. Yeah. That happened in Rush Hour three. Yeah. So like certain scenarios, or even a kidnapping happened in Rush Hour one. That happened in Police Story two. Oh, oh, yeah. So like there's there's certain scenarios. Like even even the main villain from one, you know, Chun Tao, is basically ripped off in Rush Hour Jun Tao. You know, 
Yeah. Like there's just certain this oh, even paying money, you know, to somebody. It was in rush hour one. So it basically they just copied police yeah, story. Yeah, rush franchise. hour rush hour was basically copied from or at least paid homage in some way to to police story. And I've watched or we watched Rush Hour like I feel like our whole life basically. Yeah, like we've seen we seen it. We know it pretty and well. watching Police Story Two is it gives you like this a better this is better, obviously. In, obviously. Like, in in uh by 10 times, I think. Yeah. Poli- Police Story was better 10 times. But uh, it just gives you like this sort of like appreciation if you've seen those other movies. Yeah, and it gives you a sense of like um, not only just like with story aspects and uh, things that were actually borrowed from, you know, from Police Story 2 or the first Police Story. It was. It's also neat, too, is that I'm learning more about Jackie Chan's like uh, uh, moves that he usually does, like his stunts that he usually likes to do. Like just simple things like him... Uh, uh, climbing up like a wall or like a fence, a gate. He does that a lot. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting to see like these, um, you know, like these staples that he usually does, you know? And uh, I'm just like, um, it's in these movies, like where they really came from and right. probably other ones as well. But like uh, just watching the, uh, Police Story and Police Story 2, I'm just like, Okay, so this is where like it came from, and like you said, you just get this deeper appreciation for these things that he's done, right? And uh, all throughout his career, I would say like uh, if we just get into the stunts, here's like another movie, you know, where it's like, man, these people should not be doing this stuff. It's too <laughs> crazy. It's too dangerous. Like I feel, but like they have heart and passion, you know, for this, for and they this. have the training too. Yeah, they practice like, a lot. It's crazy. Just seeing the like the the stunt reels at the end every time. It's yeah, like, even watching, you know, through because I remember when we were, you know we were watching this. You know, he jumps from like like a top of a, a bus to like a no a semi to on top of a bus. Yes, and then into like this. Uh, I guess glass, uh, what is it called? Um, a sign yeah. above this like uh, abandoned building that he's going into yeah. to find uh, May. And it's like, man, he shouldn't be doing sort <laughs> these sorts of stuff. Or even like at the beginning where he has like this uh, confrontation with John Co at this restaurant, right? Oh, brutal. Yeah, there's this, there is a car that flies in. There, there's just people that going out through you know, glass windows. Like, man, you can, you know, I was like, Speaking of that scene, actually, I actually wanted to talk about that one because that's another one that they did a really great job utilizing the location. Notice how he used the tables, the stools, the chairs, the the, um, you know, like the plates, Mm -hmm. the glasses. I loved how he was utilizing the locations based on its location and using everything in the room in order to like take advantage of the, you know, the people he's fighting and. Uh, yeah, like you're just like watching that, and like so many like glasses broken, like plates shattering, tables getting smashed on people's like yeah. bodies. It, it is pretty, it is pretty insane. Um, and uh, even like when we go to the like if we skip forward to the uh, the fight with him and the uh, the mute character, uh, Kakui and the mute character fighting, like there's a crazy scene where Kakui's like. Or, or like, well, Jackie Chan's like just uh, climbing on the underside of stairs, oh, like just yeah. from his arms, <laughs> like he's just he's just climbing up stairs from the yeah. like the underneath side, and you're like, like holy crap, the upper body strength that this man has yeah. to have, and him like on like hanging on into the uh, 
um, the railings. Oh my god! Like like Wilsey's getting kicked as well, and even the fact that they're just throwing fireballs at each other. You right. know? I was like, come on! Yeah, <laughs> they're just doing that, and then they're they're just like catching fire. Yeah, it's like, it's like come on, crazy. I actually did learn that what they did, they actually took those firecrackers. And if they wanted to create some kind of flame, they would just pour a little bit of gasoline oh on their God. on their jackets or on their shirts. Why? <laughs> and so they could get it to ignite a little bit. Yeah, it was it was pretty nuts. Why? But the good thing is, is that those firecrackers, when you know that scene when Jack is getting hit, uh, when he's tied up against the wall, um, he actually uh, uh, there was actually an explanation that those firecrackers didn't actually hurt. Even though the, in the scene they clearly look like they hurt quite a bit, but good thing it was there's they, no way they they didn't actually hurt at all. There's no way they did it because <laughs> they're actually the same material that you get from like those um like those um small like, like how, how are we defining hurts like we just like oh. a little sting or something? There's no way he didn't feel something out of Maybe, that. Maybe because it was like just like those little poppets that you find like a you know like a Fourth of July firework like stand or something. Uh, they he actually explained that they just put a bunch of them together inside of another like bag and they just threw it, but it didn't really hurt. I'm sure. To them. <laughs> I'm sure if we threw it at somebody, it hurt. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy um, stunts in this one as well. Like I don't think there's any shortage at all in this film. Um, I will say again that I think Police Story, the first one, I think a lot of them are more back to back. But Police Story 2, I think it does it just a little bit smarter because although they're elaborate, although they're dangerous, I think that they kind of, they do kind of, um, you know, kind of reel back in and they're like, how can we do the stunts a little bit smarter and kind of let's utilize them and hold them back a little bit and let's let them out at the right moment. And boy, did they let them out at the right moments because there was... Like even the mute character who fell all the way down into all those uh, those barrels, yeah, that was a crazy stunt. Like wow, oh my gosh, yeah, there was good stunts, but like, uh, was there like the the pole, the light pole stunt in? Oh, like the a mall? definitive one, yeah, like that. I don't, I don't think so. Especially like with that one, you know, he gets up after technically, you know, but impressive. Yeah, I don't know if there was like one here. They there was like close calls, you know, with like. Him going down like this, uh, this like tube thing. Oh right, yeah. That uh, catches on fire. Even like when he enters like the cement, uh, like truck thing where he goes, he goes down, hits each like, uh, uh barrier. When he goes down, it's like, oh man, that one's even like uh, a tough one too. Oh right. Wait a minute, which one was that? Is that from Police Story Two? Yeah, two. Which one was that? He enters, he goes down, and he uh, tries to enter. No, he gets oh, pushed off. right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That was a pretty bad yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty bad, too. But I don't think any, any you know, shopping mall light pole, you know, going down was in Police Story 2. But I think it's for the best, right? Because yeah, he almost killed himself. You know? Yeah, like, we don't, we don't want the man to hurt himself. Yeah. Like, and he, even speaking about that one, it's just crazy that he even survived that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, yeah. Um, overall... Uh, how does Police Story Two stand up against the first film? I like the first one better. Than yeah, I, I think I, I think I made that clear throughout this one. That yeah, I definitely. I agree. just think there was just better. Uh, I guess it was just more. It was simpler, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But like two is also as great when it comes to like exploring the depths of different characters. Right. Which, if you combine the two, it'd probably be a perfect, perfect movie. 
But uh, yeah, I, I think just as a, a classic police story, I want to choose one. But as like a little bit more in depth with like certain other characters, I choose to definitely get them in a package, like you know, in the Criterion Collection. Right. So uh, you can have the best of both worlds. Yeah, both films. I think that they're both very entertaining. They both present um, like amazing stunts, good story, and we have more like in-depth background character development within the second film. And I felt like comedy was utilized better in that, in the second one, in my opinion, I felt like it just, it was paced and it was put in the right spots in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, I really love the intention to locations in the second film. I thought that there was iconic locations in the first one from, you know, the mall. We have that, that town in the beginning, we have all these different places and but I felt like the second one just I felt like we had these locations but we utilized them for a reason, and I and I liked it or like we utilized the the set pieces within the locations in order to have some crazy unique fight like for example that playground, and uh, I just love that. Um, um, I loved how they incorporated some technology that was cool in the second film. I like how they. Continue to build Maine himself or Kakwi. And um, yeah, I, I, I will say that I felt like, uh, yeah, they're definitely in my favorite is the first film out of out of the two. But they both they're both really nice films, especially when you pair the two together. So. So there we have it. Jackie Chan's Hong Kong action film, Police Story 2. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of The End Credits. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The End Credits Podcast and over on Twitter at The End Credits. If you're watching the video version, make sure to subscribe to The End Credits YouTube channel. That's it. Thank you and goodbye.